Welcome to Nature Finds a Way, a pop culture biology podcast where we nerd out about biology facts and fiction in some of our favorite books, movies, and TV shows. I'm Lindsay and she's Sarah and we are marine biologists in recovery and today we're getting a little bit spooky and talking about what we do in the shadows and vampires. spooky yes yes well it is um thanksgiving if you were listening to this on the day it comes out in canada Mm -hmm. yep and um we decided to do something spooky because next up is halloween sorry you guys i'm just gonna keep doing that for the next two weeks it's just how it goes just how Lindsay rolls um but we didn't want to do too spooky because we're wusses when it comes to spooky Mm -hmm. so we went with a new zealand mockumentary comedy about vampires living (laughs) in wellington (laughs) Lindsay, do you want to tell us a bit about the movie sure so what we do in the shadows is a movie that came out in 2014 there is now a netflix show i think it's netflix uh with at least one season um it is kiwi uh made uh, much earlier before 2014 uh, and then it was kickstarted to become a thing and be able to be released not just in New Zealand it is written and directed by uh, was it directed by? Written, yeah both yeah. Okay. written and directed yeah written and directed by Jermaine Clement from Flight of the Concords and the guy whose name I can never remember but everybody loves like I know uh, his name I can't pronounce it <laughs> Taika Waititi uh, he's the um, director of Thor Ragnarok and otherwise awesome human being yeah so i thought this movie was really good it was i had no idea what to expect other than ridiculous yeah i didn't know what to expect either and you know i had a good feeling because i know both of those uh actors uh writers and i enjoyed the other work that they do and i also i know new zealand humor and if you're in the right mood it can be really fantastic yeah, it's definitely a bit um, bizarre, surreal, kooky, mm-hmm. yeah. all of the above at various points, but it's not super scary for a vampire Halloween-y movie. It is spooky, but it's not, like, too scary and it's not too gory. No. Um, there was, like, one jump scare really close to the beginning that I think made us both a bit nervous about yeah, how the rest was going to go, but that was literally it. <laughs> yeah, so it was um, much better. There was yeah. some blood, but it, blood doesn't bother me, so... yeah. 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 And honestly, like the there was one scene with like spurting blood, but it was so ridiculous that it yeah. like even if blood gro- like super grosses you out, I think you'd be okay because it's just it's so obviously fake. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty funny. <laughs> it was really funny. The plot is a plot ish. Uh, basically, it's a mockumentary of these four vampires living in a share home together, and they're all the original ones are all older vampires they were all turned um over centuries ago some one of them is like eight thousand years old and he's like turned into like a old kind of like the master from buffy like an old old guy and he just hangs out in the basement in his coffin Mm -hmm. um and then the other ones are more slightly more recent and they're all uh ridiculous just trying to live in wellington going around and uh being vampires and uh, a big part of the plot is hypnotizing people to become their familiars and also just to hypnotize them like the cops Oh my gosh, yeah. That that the the police scene when the police come is probably my favorite because it's just so ridiculous. Um yeah, so there's yeah, there's the four is it four vampire roommates at the beginning or three? It's four at the beginning and then okay. they do turn another guy. Yeah, um, and then they yeah, they turn another guy and then they have a human friend 
and oh and there's werewolves at a certain part <laughs> yeah and the human friend Just, teaches them how to use like nokia phones and uh webcams yeah. and facebook so we don't know yeah. when i don't know when this was actually filmed but i'm gonna say like 2008 maybe yeah i think when it was filmed like because they filmed like way more footage than they could fit into the movie yeah. so i think they filmed it maybe yeah like 2008 to 2010 somewhere in there and th- but then it didn't get fully released for like several more years like we yeah. said um but yeah and it was also based on a short that they'd done that was like i think is just in new zealand um that isn't really like available anywhere as far as i can tell um but yeah so it was based on that short so that also could have been where some of the like some footage and then the sort of aesthetic of like late first decade of the 2000s i don't know what yeah, we're calling that decade. whatever we call those <laughs> the aughts um, i think but i don't know the, yeah i don't know that time yeah. um yeah and honestly the the old like slightly old-fashioned like non-smartphones just made it funnier like mm-hmm, vampires totally. texting is really funny yeah <laughs> um, and yeah it was it was just really charming and covered a lot of the sort of stereotypical vampire mm-hmm. lore um, that we've grown to know over the centuries, I guess, now. Yeah. So they don't, they can't go in the daylight. They can turn into bats and other animals, including wolves and some other random ones, which is cats. Another, yeah, <laughs> another pretty funny scene. Um, yeah. They, uh, you know, crucifixes, stakes, all of those kinds of things to ward them off. The, mm-hmm. But there's no garlic mentioned. So that's the one big thing that's from the original Dracula. Yeah, um, that's not mentioned. They don't have a reflection, which is re- some really funny. Yeah, they do some really good gags. Like it's a super low budget movie, but the visual effects are done by really clever people. Yeah. So like they're so they're, they're low really budget, well. not CGI, but but um, yeah, they're just like really competent old school effects. So yeah, some mm-hmm. of the reflection gags or lack of reflection gags are really funny. Yeah, yeah, they don't age or they age really slowly. Like we said, the eight thousand year old vampire definitely has aged, but you know, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, vampires. But like the um, two three hundred year old vampires yeah, still look like they're normal the guys. Same. Yeah, yeah, uh, and they can also fly, which is uh, not just as bats, which is a different from some of the vampire stuff that I'm used to. Yeah, uh, like mainly the weed and stuff, but. Uh, I know that's the thing in some vampires, some vampires. Yeah, well, work. even in, in weed and stuff, like, they can't fly, but they can sort of flying leap. Batman off the roof? Yeah, <laughs> To basically. steal a phrase from, I don't even know, both of the Buffy <laughs> podcasts I listen to. I'm pretty sure everybody refers to Angel as Batmaning at some yeah. point. Because well, that's what funny. he's doing. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, they do that. But in this movie, they just, they can sort of levitate more than yeah fly like they yeah. yeah they just sort of hover which is yeah. it's cool yeah yeah and also to vacuum things yes <laughs> and also <laughs> like you... getting out of waking up out of their coffin in the morning <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah um and it's cool because they all have sort of like slightly different habits like one of them the eight thousand year old one sleeps in like a crypt in the basement with like a stone door one of them sleeps in a coffin one of them sleeps hanging upside down in the coat closet yeah <laughs> so, yeah, yeah they're, they're all kind just... of based off of or uh different kind of vampires like uh, yeah. the newest one is based off of edward Walsh. yeah um, well, i don't know i've never seen it <laughs> yeah me neither but i like this is what the trivia tells us and yeah, then yeah. the other ones are based off of um like a century appropriate like interview with the vampire and i think like 
uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula. The movie was Michael. No, Gary Oldman. And then, and stuff like that. Um, yeah. So they're all kind of like different centuries and you can see they don't change their clothes except for like funny uh, montage scenes, but most of the time they dress like they, times that they returned. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Ugh. yeah, there's a good... bunch of basic vampire lore. Yeah. And there's good Wellington humor too. Like mm-hmm. they go, they try to go clubbing at night in downtown um, Wellington and the club that the vampire zone is called the big Kumara, which I don't know if it's actually the name of the real club, but it's filmed inside a real club. And it's extra funny because it sounds funny, but also Kumara is the like New Zealand word for sweet potato. So, <laughs> so very <laughs> unscary. Yeah. Um, and yeah, there's a big like death convention or something or undead convention of like vampires and zombies and whatnot. And it takes place in like a bowling club <laughs> from like the seventies. It's yeah, it's pretty funny. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Um, so just pretty go watch funny. it instead of yeah. us talking about it. Um, yes. So there's a lot of vampire science that we're not going to get into because I don't have that kind of knowledge. But there's a lot of supposing, and you have to pick like one vampire lore section to actually look into science of like how they digest and how. They do other things, and why can they breathe sometimes, and all of that kind of stuff. So yeah. we're going to talk like, about some more animal science. Indeed. And, like, maybe we'll come back and do more vampire yeah. stuff, you know, because we're both big Buffy fans. And, mm-hmm. yeah, because this one doesn't really talk much about, it's just sort of assumes, like, everybody knows. Well, not everybody knows, but, like, it, nobody's that surprised that vampires exist in this world. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of just like they're there and nobody's really explaining it. It's more about like how do vampires live in like human life? Like how do they, you know, yeah. pay rent and like put the garbage out in the morning and <laughs> yeah, that the answer to that. Yeah. The answer to the garbage is they get their familiar to do anything in the daytime. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so funny. And <laughs> um yeah, so um probably the two most famous like vampire animals are vampire bats and vampire squid um, so i figured i'd talk about vampire bats because i love bats as you might have noticed so um vampire bats are uh from a subfamily of leaf-nosed bats found in um the americas sort of like southern north america down through brazil and chile and uh, uruguay and there's three species of them and they're like I think only food source is blood, which is pretty unusual. There are other bats that will like opportunistically eat blood or sort of occasionally eat blood if that's sort of what's around. But um, these three bats only eat blood, which is pretty unusual. Um, yeah. Yeah. So other bats in the same family as them um, eat nectar, pollen, insects, fruit, and meat. So there's not, not a huge um, consensus on how the vampirism evolved. There's a few thoughts is like they started as feeding on fruit and then they used their sharp teeth to eat um, eat bats. Initially, maybe they fed on the insects that were, that were attracted to the wounds of animals and then they progressed to feeding on the wounds and then from the wounds to creating the wounds themselves mm-hmm. um, or maybe they were nectar feeders that evolved to eat another li- um, another kind of liquid there's not like a super solid consensus um, and it's thought that they diverged like this lineage diverged like 26 million years ago um, so basically the pure um, hematophagy feeding exclusively on blood um, has only evolved once so it's pretty, it's super specialized and it's also like not necessarily like a super great way to 
eat because they're eating so much liquid. Um, and also it's what they're eating is really hard on like livers and kidneys just because of the volume and also what's in it. Like it's way more protein, like blood's super duper high in protein. And like if, if they evolved from fruit bats, like fruit bats are basically eat negligible protein other than you know the very little protein that's found in fruit and like the occasional accidental insect so (laughs) they're not eating much protein um they're pretty small so they're not like a huge concern for people but they could be concerning for smaller animals but um it says here a typical female vampire bat weighs about 40 grams and can consume over 20 grams or a fluid ounce of blood in a feed, which is a huge volume of blood to eat (laughs) for their size. They are like the the spookiest kinds of bats, probably. Yeah. I don't don't like them as much as I like other bats. But they're little, right? Like having seen, having seen like a big, um, you know, like the Egyptian fruit bats, or like frying flag foxes or Egyptian fruit bats and stuff that are huge, like the size of a medium dog, almost. (laughs) These, Yeah. Well, yeah, or not a medium dog, a small dog. A small um, dog. Yeah, but flying, <laughs> which is yeah. scary. That's um, scary, but that's, this, yeah. that's scary the same level as pterodactyl scary. Yes. So. Yeah. Different kind of scary, but um, yes. yeah, it's pretty unusual for them to eat um, humans just because they are active at night and humans at night are usually in, in, in their house. But um, <laughs> um, for human health, honestly, the bigger risk is infection basically due to rabies so very very few bats carry rabies like half a percent of bats can carry rabies or at any given time but um and usually the bats that do carry rabies are like um suffering from rabies so they're sort of disoriented and not good flyers and all that stuff Mm -hmm. so but their teeth are incredibly sharp yeah their upper incisors can make a a seven millimeter wide and eight millimeter deep cut which for that size is pretty big yeah, and their upper incisors don't have enamel, so they're, they keep, they stay really sharp. Um, and they can actually shave the hair off of, like, if they're trying to feed on a furry mammal, they can shave the hair off with their teeth first and then take a bite, which is yeah, gross. Yeah, so these, these are, the, these are the, the scariest bats. The scariest bats. I don't but. care about their size. That's intense. And also the yeah. skeleton with the yes. crazy teeth bones oh yeah we'll put this picture up because it's creepy looking especially like if you envision it as because like the roundedness of the skull looks quite Mm human-ish so yeah it's very vampiric yes yeah and they're like the the shape of their snout area is quite different than a fruit bat it's sort of like flatter to be able to have like more surface area and stuff um yeah so i i still think they're really cool there are other bats um that you know like have like, we'll occasionally feed on, um, like, eat the meat off of living animals and stuff, but um, that it's pretty unusual as well. Oh, and then the other thing, which I think sort of stems with vampiric lore, is that their saliva um, is anticoagulant properties, so mm-hmm, it helps, because mm-hmm. they don't actually suck the blood. They sort of, like, create an incision and then lap the blood up, so they need it to keep flowing, to keep feeding. Yeah. So, yeah, so their saliva helps um, encourage that. Which is gross. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, but and then also Andy. what we were saying um, before when we were talking earlier is they are only found in the Americas. So yeah. it's interesting to see how, mm. like, these, the discovery of these bats and what, what they do is basically the same thing as what vampires do, but they weren't known in the old world. So how that, it was just basically like, um, whatchamacallit evolution. 
Yeah, like convergent evolution. But yeah, of convergent like, evolution of, of a, a fictional character. Yeah, and yeah. real life animals, which is really cool yeah. and strange. Um, Indeed. And it'd be interesting because I know, I don't know, does it say somewhere when these were discovered? But Like the mid 1800s, I think. The, yeah, the, so. The, the earliest, um, yeah, the genera, because it's, there are two different, no, three different gene, um, genuses, genuses or genera. Um, yeah, three different genera. So the first genera was just first described in 1826. Um, okay. Bram Stoker's Dracula was written in. I think it was 1897. I just looked this up. Yeah. I think it was around then. So I'm reading Dracula because we were going to do it, but it is long. I know obviously some of that stuff is in there. Yeah. The first like modern publication of it was 1819 um, by an English writer. This book called The Vampire with a Y. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) Um, And then Bram Stoker's Dracula was really popular, like was probably the most popular one but there were other yeah. books before that, that talked about before vampires. That. the first appearance of the english word vampire with a y was in the 1730s so oh, okay so yeah. yeah it was definitely random mm-hmm. convergent evolution yeah yeah so um, yeah it had been around for millennia is what at least according to wikipedia in lots of different um lots of different myths so it's more that huh. yeah the bats just happen like are more coincidental it seems like and yeah, maybe so contributed weird. to some of the um, development of the vampire lore but not the origin of the vampires. origin of the vampires huh yeah. interesting mm-hmm. another animal that we know is probably is a little bit more uh, not necessarily based but the the nomenclature is definitely biased after, from uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula is the vampire squid uh, the vampire squid is a small cephalopod found in temperate tropical oceans in extreme deep sea conditions. It has lots of super cool deep sea stuff, but basically the guy who named it, um, this, a cephalopod researcher named Carl Chim in 1903, it was basically, obviously had just read Bram Stoker's Dracula and was like, I'm going to, this is scary. I'm going to name it all of this stuff because it's scientific name translates front to vampire squid from hell. Uh, but it's just a tiny squid that is uh, has a cloak, so like it's um, uh, what should I call them? Legs, <laughs> arms, woo, tentacles are webbed kind of, so there's a skin that connects its eight arms, and the inside of it is black. The inside of the cloak, so it looks like it has a black cloak. So oh, so scary! It it's also really small. It's uh, thirty centimeters. It's its maximum total length. So this guy, like I know that deep sea animals can be scary, but I feel that this is an overreaction. <laughs> it's not a vampire squid from hell. It's a squid that lives in the deep sea. Give it a break. Yeah. Well, and also, like, maybe he gave it a name based on somebody else's drawing, so he had no sense of scale. I don't know. That's all I can think is how he was so scared of it. So the name of the animal is inspired by its dark color, cloak-like webbing, and red eyes, which, again, because it it lives in the deep sea and has red eyes like lots of other animals down there because of the light issues. Um, it feeds on detritus, not blood. It's not a vampire in any way. Um, it does have small fins um, from the lateral sides of its mantle, which is a, the head part, what you would uh, uh, pick out as the head part of the va- of the vampire, of the squid. Uh, and that's how they move through the water, so maybe that was a little bit scary. I don't know. I think that's kind of cute. Yeah. Um, and they also have light-producing organs called photophores, which is also a very common thing in the deep-sea animals. Um, they are they produce disorienting flashes of light um, from a fraction of a second to several minutes, and they can be modulated. 
and they're on the tips of their arms and the base of their the fins I mentioned earlier. And they can do all sorts of things. They wouldn't because they feed on detritus. They're not for uh, stunning prey, but they might be for confusing predators. Yeah, it doesn't have any ink, and it's incapable of changing its skin color, like cephalopods that you might know, like giant Pacific octopus or something like that. So that is probably one of the things that it does instead. Like it can't ink yeah. and swim away. So that's probably blinds them with a flash of light and then swims mm-hmm. off and hides. Yeah. So. <laughs> Yeah, there's one illustration of uh, of this squid which has like the arms and the cloak, uh, the arms like bent up, so it looks like the cloak. So it looks like the cloak part is the mouth, and then the red yeah. eye, and then just the mantle behind it. And like that's just the, the an angle yeah. <laughs> to make it look scary. I'm so yeah. like it's so biased. Anyway, sorry. Anyone who <laughs> <laughs> felt really strongly about the naming of vampire squids, it's dumb. Um, other than that. The, just... the name is fine, it's just, yeah, they're not as scary as you may think. No, and calling it a vampire squid is one thing, but I think the Latin name really is yeah. um, bothering me. And then also it puts, it, it's in its own order, which is Vampora which, like, like, just leave vampires alone. Yeah. Leave these squids alone, they didn't do anything <laughs> to you. Exactly, <laughs> like, yeah. Another deep sea octopus is called the Dumbo Squid, and everyone's so in love with it, because it's so cute. So, you know... I think this one's cute. <laughs> Me too. Anyway, that was my rant about how people used to name animals. Um, but yeah, vampire squids are cool. They're s- small deep sea animals doing their deep sea animal thing like everybody else. Boop, boop. Good job, Woo-hoo. vampire squids. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, that probably wraps us up for this episode. Um, if you have other spooky uh animal movie recommendations that aren't too scary um (laughs) we'd love to hear them uh because yeah we i don't know it's fun doing something a little bit a little bit spooky for halloween and um you can check us out on social media on facebook instagram or twitter at nature finds a pod or check out our website at naturefindsapod.com and if you want to subscribe to our podcast or leave us a rating or a review that would be great nature finds a way um we will be back in two weeks with something a little bit different but definitely a little bit spooky so until then happy thanksgiving and happy halloween yay bye Bye.